Real. What's happening? What's good with it? You, you, you went in and out again. We straight? We good? Yeah, we good. All right. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Yeah. As you see, I'm celebrating Halloween. I see you. I see you. I see you as a, a, a best a Best Buy worker. Yes. <laughs> okay, I see you, fam. Never going to change, Mike. Um, this is going to be my forever costume. I ain't mad at that, fam. My forever costume is, is me working at Best Buy. Which I did. I worked at Best Buy. That was, Best Buy was my first job, but I only worked seasonal. I worked seasonal. Oh. For, I worked. I worked during the winter time. It was when I was sixteen. First of all, let me hold on. Let me say this. Let me say this first. This, you know what's crazy? That's that's funny. Hold on. So first of all, happy birthday to my little brother, oh. Christian. Happy birthday. Uh, thirty-two years of age. Um, years young. So let me tell you. I got quick story time. We can we can kick it off with a story time, right? So when I was 16 years old, I had I had got my driver's license. I got my driver's license. And um I had my driver's license. I was driving and everything like that. And um I had got a job at Best Buy in um North Riverside. Uh oh, that was my okay. first that's my first job. Hold on. This, uh, this what my what first, year was that? This was so 16. So I was like it was 2000 I don't know, 2002, 2000, 2002, something like that maybe. Oh, we just missed each other then, Mike. In North Riverside? Yeah, I worked no, in North no, Riverside. No, 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 I, my bad. I take that back. Wrong. Was it North, was it North Riverside? It, it was yeah, North Park. Seasonal 20. Yeah, it, it was, was like, North that Park. The story if does involve st- North Riverside, though. Hold on. Okay, yeah, because if you said seasonal, then yeah, we didn't miss each other because so. I was working there in 2002. Okay, I, this was uh, Merrill's Park, but the story involves North Riverside. Um, so I was driving at the time, and I had just got the job, and I had to take a drug test for the job. I had to go take a drug test. I have um, a great drug test story for that, too. <laughs> so, um, and then, um, you know, my brother, he, you know, my brother always tagged along with me, you know. He always was a tag-along guy. Like, me and my brother always hang. So um, my mom, I don't know, she was like, yeah, take your brother with you. Da, da, da. You can drive, take the car, blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. Go take the drug test. The drug test, I had to take the drug test in North Riverside. Yep, I know exactly what you had to take. So it was that. a place in North Riverside that I had to take the drug test at. So I go take the, so I'm on my way. And this is on Halloween. So Halloween, this is my brother's birthday. This is why the story is so pivotal. All right, so this is on Halloween. I had to go take the drug test. I go take the drug, um, on my way to take a drug test, and I'm driving my mother's car. My mother had a, a Jeep Cherokee, navy blue. Um, and uh, we were at the light on, so it's a light, so it's an intersection going down First Avenue and until you get to Cermak. So if anybody's familiar with that area, that you know that before you get to Cermak, you can't turn left on Cermak. You have to make that little, you have to make that little left on a little, little pathway to get to Cermak. When you get to Cermak, you can't make a left. So I got to Cermak and I stopped at the light and I had my blinker on like I was going to make a left at Cermak. I passed that intersection that you're supposed to turn down and I passed the train tracks to get to Cermak. So yeah, so um, and I got to that light. My brother's in the car with me, mind you. So I'm at that light and I make a left and 
you know where the story's going, right? Mm-hmm. Make the left car coming from that the opposite direction. Boom! Right smack dead in the middle of first and certain Mac. Car accident. My brother's in the car with me and everything, fam. We were okay. He was okay. I was okay. Whoever it was that was that nailed us was okay. But this happened on Halloween on my brother's birthday. Me going to an uh take a drug test for a job that I had got at that spot. Crazy, right? <laughs> I remember yeah. calling my mama and she was pissed. Yeah, she wasn't even mad. Like she was look, you know how you know how you get that phone call, like, yeah, your child's been in an accident, car accident. She was more hysterical than anything. I've never gotten I've never <laughs> never, Mike. I I don't yeah. know why I've so yeah, that was like, but I still I end up taking the drug test. I mean, I don't remember going. I think I took the drug test somewhere else another day or some shit like that. The car was totaled, um, but I still end up having that job at Best Buy, and I only worked during the winter time. I think I, my last day was like in January, and I never yeah. worked at Best Buy again. But man, my drug test story <laughs> involves Mike Tyson and Lennox Lewis. How so? <laughs> <laughs> so. So, um, around this time, um, around this time, right, um, I, I've been out of work for a couple of months. My, my little brother, you know, got his, you know, got hit by an 18 wheeler in 2002. And we talked about that story. Yet. His leg got ran over. Yeah, his leg he got says, ran over. That's that still is amazing yeah. to me, bro. Yeah. Amazing so, story. <laughs> so... This is right after the Lennox Lewis Mike Tyson fight. We watched that over my cousin crib in Maywood. We was depressed because Mike Tyson got his ass whooped. We go over one of his homies' cribs on Chicago Avenue and Avers, and we smoke for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. I like literally for the rest of the night. <laughs> So that week, Best Buy called. Now you want to do the interview and everything? It's like, yeah, all right, cool. And I was this close to going to the Air Force. Like, I was this close. Mm. So if I didn't get this job, I was gone. So we get there, we do the interview. I see one of my homies that I went to school with. He work up in there. So I'm like, okay. So. They hit me with the eye. Right, we need you to take your drug test today. And then I flash back. Oh, man. I was smoking my ass off last week. <laughs> that ain't going to work. That's not going to work. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I can't do it today. It's like, you good? It's like, look, my, my brother got his leg ran over by 18 with a truck. So they look like, hey, Blizz, like, nah. He got hit by a truck. I actually got to get back home to watch him and everything. It was on a Friday. It's like, yeah, just go take your drug test on Monday. All right, cool. Yes. I go over. I go over my cousin crib. I was like, oh shit, man. I'm trying to get this job, but I don't think I'm gonna get it. It's like, why? Got to take drug test. It's like, you ain't getting that job, nigga. Do you know how much we smoked last week? Like Saturday going into Sunday. That's all we did. Yeah. My cousin, my other cousin, Rainy, she go, oh, man, you could do one or two things. 
you can get some Kool-Aid, some cherry Kool-Aid, take it down to coach your stomach, and then, like, right before you go, and then go pee. Or you can just drink cranberry juice and water, clear out your system real quick. Like, I ain't doing this Kool-Aid shit. So... All right, so the is the cranberry and I don't understand the cranberry juice in the water is to clear out your system. Is that like a myth or this shit really works? Well, look. All right, go ahead. All I did for f- that Saturday and Sunday, I two went days. got two gallons. Yep, I went and got two gallons of Capri Sun, not Capri Sun, Ocean Spray, cranberry, water. My mom's sitting there like, oh, man, I see you trying to take care of yourself. I'm like, yep. <laughs> she don't I am. Know. <laughs> I'm going, 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 Man, I go take that drug test, and my pee look like water. <laughs> I'm talking about my shit look clean as whistle. Man, uh. that lady looked at my shit, was like, oh, I can tell you passed this shit. Man. Couple of days later, they called me, told me, passed the test, and worked at Best Buy from late June 2002 till September of 2009. There you go. So it works, Mike. Okay. You it are a living testament that cranberry juice and water hey. can flush your system out in two days if you smoke hey, some weed. Man, look. All I will say is this. If it wasn't for ocean spray and water, I would not have gotten that job at Best Buy. Because my piss would have been dark as shit. That is crazy. Look, man, Mike Tyson was everything to us, fam. And Lennox was toy with that man. Yep, I remember. So it was was a depressing night. Mm -hmm. So, hey, roll up, fam. And that's all we did. That's all we did, man. I didn't expect Best Buy to call me like that week. And I didn't expect for them to be like, yo, we're going to drug test you on Friday. No, I worked to clean my system out. And you know what? That was one of the best things that happened to Best Buy North Riverside in the 2000s, all right? Me coming in that store, it's one of the best things that happened in that store history, all right? The appliance department, me, Fred, Francisco, Joe. Motherfucking right. Joe. You know what I'm saying? Denise, look, we held down that store for quite some time. You know what I'm saying? When when I left and went to North Aurora, you know, the store went to shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But had a great time in North Aurora as well. That's, that's where this name tag comes from because I was the sales supervisor before I left. Um, and I left because the lady that end up taking over for the dude that was there before. You know, she she didn't want me up in there. And she pointed her hand at me and I threw a paper at her ass. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't believe you. And I walked back in. I was like, you know what? You don't want me up in here and you ain't going to stress me out. And I know I can't step down, so I'm just going to go ahead and quit. Yeah. And I quit. And then plus, I was really gung-ho on making this work because at that time I was going to ICB and you know them niggas in upper management was mad that I was doing what I was doing and then you know I know a lot of people wanted me to be like run one of them stores 
No. So shit, nah, I was like, nah, I'm out, man. I'm, Little did I'm they know straight. we had bigger dreams. Hey, right. <laughs> and, and it worked, you know what I'm saying? I I still remember the day I quit. Cause when I quit, shouts out to my man Andy, who I call Uncle Odell. Um my man Gary, Mario. They took me in the warehouse and, and Bear, my man Bear. And they took me in the warehouse. It's like, you sure? You sure you, you sure you want to quit? It's like, man, this bitch don't want me up in here. <laughs> and she ain't about to stress me out just to fire me. And I had witnessed them fight this uh, unemployment case. <clears throat> His dude wife was had cancer. Mm-hmm. So he was dealing with that shit. I'm like, man, nah, man, let me go ahead and. Let me go ahead and just take my chances out here in the world, fam. I was going to work stressed. Like, it was one day I went to work, and I got, my headache got worse as I got to the exit. So I knew it was only a matter of time. Mm -hmm. So when she pulled the bull, when she pulled the bull that she pulled, nah. Let me go ahead and quit, fam. And it worked out. And I ain't mad at it. That's how that's how it's supposed to play out, man. Yeah, I ain't mad play. at it. I ain't mad at it at all. And and look, it's like at the end of the day, right? At the end of the day, everything worked out mm-hmm. the way that it was supposed to work out. And. I mean, because of it, I'm out here straight. There you go. There you go. Um, but I got a question. I got a question about yeah. the drug testing thing. Like, you know that back in the day, it's, it was easier to, like, just get somebody to pee for you yeah, back in the day. Do all that. Yeah, <laughs> you could have got your little brother that. to do it for you. <laughs> uh, that's too much. That's too much work. And I ain't trying to carry nobody pissed with me. <laughs> Why look? Why either carry somebody's piss or just clear my system? I'd rather clear my system. Yeah. It is it is much. Look, I'm gonna be drinking it. Sh- I just don't drink no alcohol or nothing that week, Mike. Weekend, right. Mike. It was cool. I drunk hella liquor and smoked hella weed because Mike Tyson got smashed by Lennox Lewis. Mm-hmm. I. I could drink water and cranberry juice next week, Mike. Yeah, so, so yeah. I, I wasn't back in my like I'm not a I wasn't a weed smoker, so I've passed drug tests for a bunch of motherfuckers. Include <laughs> my oh, brother. So, oh, Include my brother. You, I've oh yeah. The I, I, guy. Oh yeah, I was the guy. I was the go to guy. <laughs> oh. I was the go to guy, fam. Oh, niggas uh-huh. got a job interview. Let me call Mike B. I got you. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nah, man. I'll take I care of my people who will. I wasn't doing all of that <laughs> shit, man. I was not doing all that shit. Hey, niggas got Look, like do. I said, like I said, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for cranberry juice and water, I would have went to the Air Force. And I'm glad 
I'm glad that it happened. Shout, shout out you to know Ocean Spray. What kind of water was you drinking there? Dasani? Was, I know it had to be Dasani. Probably Dasani, bro. Potty was Dasani. Dasani potty saved water. you, bro. You didn't even. You mean regular water? You drinking out the faucet? Yes. Regular water? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. At that time, yeah, at that time, I know yeah. no better. That's cool too. That's cool. Yeah, at that time, I ain't know no better. Let's just go we and get some regular beach. water. We call it a night. Okay. Uh, we call it a night, and that's what happened. Like, and it worked. DN, like I'm not. Look, Mike, I am not getting into a situation where I am going to have to like bring like a wizard. I think it was like a wizard and all of that shit. Nah, fam. That's too much work. If I could just drink cranberry juice and water and get this job, I'm straight. Now, flip side, same thing kind of happened years later. I got me a job at Lowe's. It's a little bit different because they took the hair sample. Mm. I, 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 that shit happened, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> How hard could this be? Yeah. Man, I get up in that joint, and Abe's like, yo, we got to take the hair follicles. And I was like, shit. You got to take the what? Mm-hmm. You got to take, oh, fuck. I've done the hair thing, too. Oh, fuck. I went back to the crib and my folks was like, yeah, so, you know, how was everything? Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I don't think I'm going to get this job. Yeah. What do you mean you ain't going to get this job? Man, they pulled the hair follicle this time. They pulled the hair follicle for what? My father confused and shit. Fuck, they say, what, 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 the, what, what you mean? It took your health for what? Mm-hmm. Tested for drugs and stuff. Oh, you good, right? Mm, might have smoked a little weed. I, I was high the other night, Pop. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. God damn it. Yeah. You, you get this goddamn job. Because I had just, me and my girl, with well, a girl I had at the time, we had broke up. So, you know, shit, he, you know. Hey man, you gotta figure this shit out. Yeah. You know, I had moved back in. It's like, you gotta figure this shit out. Hey man, you, you don't know what you think this is over here, fam. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, yeah, I figured it out, man. Don't even worry about it. But I ended up getting that job. They okay. called me. <laughs> they called me. It was like, oh yeah, you hired. And they were trying to get me in a management program, too. That was the funny part. They were trying to uh, get me in a management uh, program. And I was like, nah, I'm straight. I got bigger dreams. Like, I got bigger dreams. I, I have aspirations. I'm not trying to be no manager uh-huh. in no retail and shit. You sure? You sure? Yeah, I ain't trying to do that, fam. That's, that's not for me. Hey, man, you can make such and such. And at the time, I had interviewed for the current position. Well, the position I end up getting, I interviewed for D.C. And I interviewed for St. Louis. Uh-huh. Honestly. I ain't really think I was going to be in that bitch long anyway. Turns out I was up in the motherfucker longer than I thought it was going to be. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, but yeah, that, but those are my drug test stories. And, and it's, and when you work in radio, you know, I, I'm definitely like, not like I was before. 
But working in radio, they don't drug test. So it's like, you know, you got the job. Oh, man, great. Mm-hmm. What do I get to, what do I take the drug test? And they were like, uh, <laughs> for what? <clears throat> so no drug test? Oh, man, if you said, if you took a drug yep. test, 95% of the people that work up in this company wouldn't be here. Like, oh, damn. All right. You could come to work high all weekend. Yeah. But we should get the job done. Not going to lie. Like, <laughs> many occasions where I came. In St. Louis? Oh, man. What a time. <clears throat> What a time. Mm-hmm. Hiding that thing sometimes. <laughs> Be up in there trying to write an article and shit. Just uh, breaking news happens. You like, oh, shit. Focus on some water. Get some water. Get some water. Get some water. You know what I'm saying? Hennis, hey, I had I had a liquor cabinet in my office. Yeah. Like my cousins came up there and they come up in my office and shit. And I was like, man, y'all want something to drink? Like, where the pump machine at? It's like, no, just open the cabinet, fam. Got it all. What the, what the fuck? Yeah, man. Oh, okay. Hey, man. Relax, man. Relax. So, so yeah, those were the days, but I'm mature now. 41. You know what I'm saying? But I get to look at this name tag right here. You know where I came from. There you go. Best Buy 320. You know what I'm saying? The, the best, best buy. In the western suburbs, stand on that. It's legends that came out of that building. You know what I'm saying? Not one of them. So, hey man, shouts to us. All right, man. Before we get started with the pod, um, got some news. Um, you know, some some changes to the Mike. And before anybody gets a little bit worried. Um, because I had said some shit to my cousin the other day, and he thought I was about to tell him some wild ass shit. Mm-hmm. Show's not with some dude is going to continue. We are what we almost four years old or some shit, so we're good. Like, we'll like, be four years old three. next year. No, we just turned three. All right, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, but shit, man. just we just turned. Yeah. Three. He tried to get four on us already. Next next yeah. summer we'll be four years old. That's something we're <laughs> shit. It's already snowing, Mike. Yeah, it was it's crazy <laughs> yeah, out here right now. Shit. So summer be here before you know it. Um, <laughs> but we're making the change on how we're distributed. Um, so I know a number of y'all know that you know I do a couple of pods now. No, I already do first black champ. Shouts out to everybody who listened to first black champ. Me and Camp from the port. Um, and then I also do I Ain't Gonna Hold You um, and I also do Summer Sessions. Tuesday is pod day for me because I do do first, um, some dude and then I do Summer Sessions at night. Uh, but all of those podcasts are distributed by the Barbershare Network and my homie Scott, uh, homie Scott Lewis. So it's like, hey, might as well bring the pod over there, extend the reach of it, extend the look. And then, you know, all of the pods are over there. So it's like, all right, fuck it. Let's go ahead and slide. So in December, we will officially be ending this feed or pausing it for right now. And we will be distributed by the Barber's Chair Digital. So basically what we're telling you right now is to go ahead and start to subscribe to the Barber's Chair Network. 
if you are already a subscriber of like first black champ through there and everything like that you're good but subscribe to barber's chat network the home of first black champ i ain't gonna hold you summer sessions and the first week of december some dude and you know as we grow there's going to be more things coming and you know hopefully in next year um, but shouts out to Scott. I mean, it might as well. It was literally the only pod that, you know, I do that's not over there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But we extended the joint. So we're going to talk about it a little bit more um, on Friday. Oh, I ain't going to hold you. So, Mike, if you are available, you know what I'm saying, or if you're running around, you can just grab your phone. But we're going to, you know, Scott. What time? What time boss, on Friday? Uh, five, I believe so. Uh, I'll be at the bowling alley. Oh, yeah, just pull your phone up. That's what right, I got you. send you the link. You ain't got to do what you're cool. doing right now. That's just cool. pull your phone up and shit. You know, you, know you be bowling, nigga. <laughs> That's you know, a bad thing. You be bowling. Yeah. You know, all that shit. You know, so other yeah. than that, man, how's everything going, Mike, before we get in this pod, man? You know, your team, they look good. I can't call it. Everything is good. Everything is great. I can't complain. Um, Cowboys look all right. <clears throat> you know me, baby. I'm hard to impress. When it comes to that football team, man. But, you know, before we get into all of that stuff like that, yeah, Dallas Cowboys pulled off the victory, pulled off a blowout, um, win over the, the St. Louis – I'm sorry, the St. Louis. <laughs> the uh, the L.A. Rams <clears throat> in a route was like 43 to 20 or some shit like that. Um, uh, what I was most impressed with was that, that – that defense played uh, good, special teams played good. That looked – very great. He was sharp. Um, and um, four touchdowns, one interception, which I wouldn't even blame him for the interception. It was again another Mike McCarthy, um, red zone first down. Fuck it, let's throw the ball on the first down in the red zone instead of handing the ball off to Tony Pollard. Who, what I am concerned about is the run game. The run game does look a little shaky right now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure what's going on uh, with the run game, but it's not. It's not looking as promising as we thought it was gonna look. But I also think that's because I think Tony Pollard will work better with like as a two-headed monster. With you know, that's why I, I kind of was on the fence about getting rid of Ezekiel Elliott because I felt like they were a well good one-two punch last year. Who was available in trade talks, apparently. Who, yeah, definitely was available in trade talks. Speaking of trade talks, today was the trade deadline. The Cowboys didn't make any moves, which um, I wasn't surprised. Jerry Jones really did come out, already had said that he wasn't really going to engage in anything. Like, he'll listen to um, offers or, or whatever, but he pretty much said that he wasn't going to pull the trigger on anything, Um, which was, yeah, I get it. I would uh, like to see them go for a running back. I mean, it was talks about maybe possibly trying to get Derrick Henry or possibly, you know, I mean, any running back. I, I feel like the Cowboys, if we're going to go deep into the playoffs, you know, um, late in the season, I think we need to really get Tony Pollard some help because the backup running back that we got, I don't even know this guy's name, Rico um, uh I don't even know his last name. I can't pronounce it. Y'all got a backup running back on your Rico. <clears throat> Niggas named Rico, Nico, something. I don't know. But... He don't even want to run the ball, fam. He just be on <laughs> Ain't nothing happening with him, though. Ain't nothing going on back there as far as the run game is concerned. I think Tony Pollard can use some help 
back there to get the run game going. So I, it would have been nice to maybe see like a, a possible trade, possibly a Dalvin Cook, because obviously Dalvin Cook's name was being brought up in trade talks. I guess he doesn't um like his role over there in New York. Because you got Brees Hall over there who's emerged back as the RB1. But other than that, the Cowboys didn't really bust on moves and trades. But it's okay, though. <clears throat> but, yeah, we got the dub. We got the Eagles coming up this week. Um, so we'll see what the Cowboys is really about going against the Eagles oh. divisional game in Philly. So, yeah, we'll see what's going on there. But other than that, hey, uh, man. y'all already know, man. Shout out to Cowboys. Hey, man. No, shout out. Shout out to you and your team. Yeah, we got the victory. You know, we look all right. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all did. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, shouts out to them. Um, <laughs> for us. Oh shit! Oh boy, the Bears, the Chicago oh, Bears, man. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we were active during the trade deadline. I see, I and see. we were buyers. Okay. You know the Bears traded a second round pick for Montez Sweat, defensive end, um, formerly of the Washington Commanders. Good pickup. <clears throat> um, Montez is in the last year of his rookie contract, um, and from what we know, you know, at the time we record, there is no contract extension. Now, a lot of people say, "Hey, you know, we need help on our defensive line," which we do. Um, Yannick Gunake, I think I pronounced it right. Um, has not performed up to expectations, you know, but at the same time, when our D tackles are as huff as we have, um, it'd be hard for you to work, you know, as a, as a line, you know, I'm kind of beating around the bush here. Mike, I don't know how I feel about this trade for Montez Sweat. (laughs) I don't. I think Montez Sweat is a good player. Speedy player, too. I mean, speedy player. And, and I mean, he has 6.5 sacks right now. The Bears got six sacks, I believe, on the year. Mm-hmm. So, he comes in as, like, the team leader in sacks. It's wild. Um, my thing is, and DG just said it, Leor Poles don't like second round picks. Um, Leor Poles. Yeah, I call him Leor Poles because you know Leor Cohen, <laughs> formerly of Def Jam 300, YouTube, a couple other things, mm-hmm. but a shrewd businessman, Leor Cohen can be. He's the inventor <laughs> of the 360, and and that's what I like in the Bears too. Like he Ryan Poles is trying to. Sign everybody to 360 deals or something because I'm going to get on Jalen Johnson um, in a second. But Montez Ford, Montez Ford, Montez, Montez Ford. Sweat, <laughs> not to be confused with the Street Profits, but Montez <laughs> Sweat, the only sweat that I'll acknowledge, y'all, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Montez Sweat. Just know that. So, Bang, did you have that shirt on when you had that conversation with uh, Keith Sweat over the phone? Nah, it was, it was, we had to, we had, they had dress shirts. 
Oh, uh, okay. At the time, I forgot right. what the name of the program was. We had to wear like like blue <clears throat> button ups. Yeah. In our khakis and shit. They wanted right. us to look professional. I made that <laughs> shit look niggerish as hell. Um, <laughs> it's a picture too. It's a picture too that I had of me up in that joint with the long button up with the long sleeves with the khakis and yeah. I had the brown LeBrons on. I had just I was drunk as hell. And we had just went to the strip club the night before. <clears throat> and we had a morning meeting at 6 o'clock. And then I had to stay from 10 to 3. Boy, when I tell you I was slapped, oh, my God, I was slapped. But I was fresh out the strip club, basically. Yeah. You know, out of Skybox. So okay. that's a legendary picture. Um, but, yeah, Montez is on the last year's. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. So you 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 trade – a more than likely high second round pick. Now, the thing is, I guess the thought is, is that you'll work out a contract extension, and if you don't, you can franchise him, so you do have his rights. But why would you go through all of that and trade a second round pick for somebody that don't have an extension in place? So I hope that in the next day or two, there's an <laughs> a, an extension announced for mm -hmm. Montez Sweat okay. because you shouldn't have to, oh, well, we got his right, so we'll work this shit out. N no, what? You could use that high-quality second-round pick to draft you a young lineman or somebody else. You got two picks in the first round, your pick and the Carolina Panthers pick, you can use that second one because the Carolina Panthers is more than likely going to be huff, but you could use your first round pick and grab a lineman, the defensive lineman. You don't have to give up a second round pick for Montez Sweat unless you have the parameters for a contract extension in place. Mm -hmm. So it just seems like too much of a hassle to give up a high-quality pick for somebody who don't have an extension in place. That's confusing to me until, hopefully days later, Montez Sweat has signed a four-year extension worth this amount of dollars and this amount guaranteed. If you don't have that, that's weird. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh boy. <sighs> but if you're talking about talent, I think that Montez Sweat is very talented. You have a speed rusher who can also play the run well. He can his 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 win rate needs to improve. Huh? So that's what worries me. Maybe this helps Yannick on the other side. Um but his work rate or his win rate needs to improve greatly in order for this to really work out for us, or he's just going to be dancing with left and right tackles. But we do need to improve in the interior. We have got to improve in the interior. Um, and if we do not improve in the interior, none of this is going to matter. And mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing that scares me about this whole entire thing. 
this whole entire thing when it comes to trading a second-round pick for somebody that I do think is a quality player. But the pick is going to be high. Mm-hmm. But then let's transition to Jalen Johnson, cornerback for the Bears. Um, he um, apparently had asked for a trade, requested a trade, and they, you know, <laughs> like, all right, go ahead and look and see what you could get out that partner. And there was a number of teams. Your Cowboys was apparently, mm-hmm. you know, was one of the teams that contacted him. Mm-hmm. They said that price was too high. Um, you also got, um, who else, who else, who else? The Bills was a part um, of conversations. Um, but what ended up happening is, is I think that the contract, would, well, the, 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 what they wanted was too high as well. So the Bills actually got Rasul Douglas, cornerback from the Packers. They got him from a third, fourth, third, and a fifth pick. Um, and the San Francisco 49ers and the Pittsburgh Steelers also hollered at the Bears, too, for Jalen Johnson. But ultimately, they decided to keep him. Now, in a perfect world, that this is not perfect because even though I like these players, to say this about those two is like, I right, fam, for real. But, but the hope is is that one of them getting an extension, and then you can franchise the other one if it gets to that point. Okay. In a perfect world, you'll just work out a contract extension for both of those players who are both on their rookie deals. That's what you would do. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the Bears here. These are the same Bears who traded Roquan Smith, who's probably the best interior linebacker in the damn league right now you traded him and basically gave Tremaine Edmonds his contract you traded him and you almost did the same thing with Jalen Johnson but you bring in defensive help with Montana Sweat so Bears are we going for it or not like do you think with or without Justin Fields, because Tyson Badgett is starting again. He's starting against the Saints. So, do y'all think that the Tyson, the Tyson Badgett Bears, Bear Chicago Brass, Agent Badgett, no Ryan Poles, <laughs> Matt Eberflus, Kevin Warren, are y'all trying to feed us that? With Montez Sweat improving the defensive line, we do got a fairly decent linebacker core. And with Jalen Johnson coming back, um, along with Tyreek Stevenson um, on the other side, Kyler Gordon healthy, and maybe we get Eddie Eddie Jackson back and Jaquan Brisker from illness back. You Are y'all telling me that this defense here, with the new addition, with Tyson Badgett, uh-huh. it's going to win us a couple of games or something. It's going to bring us in the playoff hunt. Is Tyson Badgett going to lead us? It's it, it Tyson Purdy. It, that, it, that's what we're looking at here. Because Justin's not starting, and it was weird that they just, oh, he's not starting. Maybe he comes back for Carolina. Maybe he don't. <clears throat> but it, uh, uh, is this is what y'all telling us? Because if this is what y'all telling us, fam, I'm not buying what y'all selling. Not. 
Bears got over 100 million cap room going into next season. <laughs> you will ha- possibly have a top five pick. And I won't go into full detail, but I'm under the assumption that the Bears might not be as enamored, enamored in, in, in Caleb Williams as they are in Drake May. I think they're Drake, Drake May team. <clears throat> and part of that is because I, I talked about this. Let me ask you this real quick. So Justin not being sold at the deadline, what what is what does that leave the Bears? Where does that leave Justin Fields' future with the Chicago Bears going forward? Look, I don't think there is no future for the Bears and Justin Fields if okay. the Bears don't win. Okay. Meet win meaning what? Like win some games this season? Or like what do you mean exactly? Elaborate that. The Bears, look, man, let's be real. If the Bears and the Panthers don't win, or if the Panthers win and the Bears don't, or vice versa. Let's just give me a... Let's, Bears, let's, go ahead, wait, go wait, ahead. Wait, 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 wait. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If the Bears or that Panthers pick is a number one or two pick, they're drafting a quarterback. Unless Justin turns out to be what we saw last year and more. That's the long and the short of it. So what if, I'm saying, so what I'm saying is that you have to see that, but you see it within like a bunch of losses that add up. Like they yeah, win, you, they you lose games, to, but Justin goes out there and looks great for the second half of the season. That they lose I, look, in games though. Look, I'll, you, I'll say it like this. And you still get the top two picks. I might. I, I'll say it to you like this, Jack. Justin Fields would have to be Patrick Mahomes-like for them not to drive the quarterback. Simple. Caleb Williams, according to the scouts, is a generational QB. Jury's still out for me. Me too. But you rarely hear generational quarterback in a failed experiment. Mm-hmm. Like the closest in our lifetime that I would say that somebody they called a generational quarterback did not become a generational quarterback is Andrew Luck. And that's because he retired. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, I'm broken down, fam. <clears throat> Peace. Mm-hmm. That's it in my lifetime. Like, nobody called Ryan Leaf generational. They said that he's as good as Peyton Manning. But we don't know because we got some questions. Peyton Manning was generational. There's others who were first-round picks that they didn't put that label on. But when you hear somebody say generational QB, you normally go with that quarterback. You normally look at the landscape and you say, hey, if I was drafted number one, what I pick do? And it's probably five teams right now that if they had the number one pick, they ain't drafting Caleb Williams. So Justin Fields, has to ball out 
and they can't have one of those top two picks. That's very hard to do when you're the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears to ask them to win games, those two teams, yeah. win games so we don't have to be in a position to either draft Caleb Williams or Drake May. So, yes, Mike, he would literally have to show out. I mean show out. And they would have to make the playoffs in order for the Bears to be like, ah, you know what? I like Justin. That's what's gonna ha- that's what's gonna have to happen. So what you're saying or, is that- wait a minute, or if the Bears fail, which more than likely is gonna happen, the next coach has to go, you know what? I like that Justin Fields. Because if Matt Eberflus is the coach of the Chicago Bears next season, which if they don't win, if they don't get past six, seven games, hell no. Nah. But if Matt Eberflus is the coach of the Chicago Bears, Justin Fields is gone. <clears throat> okay. And it's going to be up to the next head coach to be like, no, nah, I like Justin. No, nah, we can keep him. Oh, no, nah, I, I. I like Justin. We good. Go get Marvin Harrison and go get you a left tackle because y'all now got you an end. We good. All right, bet. Okay. All right, bet. But that's not going to happen, Mike. (laughs) That's not going to happen. I love Justin. I love Justin. And I think Justin Fields had high hopes for himself. Hey, I could throw for 4,000 yards this year. That's it. So it looked like going into the offseason after the season is over, there's going to be a lot of questions that will be asked, a lot of scenarios to be put in place. Let's let's put it in a scenario where, like, all right, the Bears will either they're going to move on from Justin, do you ship him, or you you trade Justin, or you release him, or like you keep him as a backup. What 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 are we doing? Like, how does what happens? Wait, did you say that here? Uh, no, I'm asking. Like, what are the c- scenarios that can happen with Justin after the season is over? Like, he didn't trade it. He not okay. That's what I'm. Be- that's what I'm making sure. I'm, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. He going like, to Atlanta. Like, how do you move on from Justin? What do you do? You ship him. What do you mean? How do you move on? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> All right, that's Falcons? what I'm asking. That's the question I was asking. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you move on? Hey, Atlanta Falcons, how you doing? This is yeah. Brian Pose. Yeah. From Chicago Bears, and I am inquiring about, you know, some draft picks, some draft capital for Justin Fields. Okay. What? Oh man, cause that Desmond Ritter, he ain't working out. The motherfucker on my goddamn nerves. Oh, right. They had to, they had to put Taylor Heineke in the game. Yeah, he getting on my damn nerves. What y'all talking about? Uh, well, you know, let's negotiate. They not getting no first round pick for Justin Fields. Okay. And they probably not getting no second. Because if y'all got the number one pick in the draft. Unless somebody else swoop in, let somebody else swoop in, y'all not getting no first for Justin. And y'all ain't getting no second either. You're going to have to have somebody overbid because as much as I love Justin, Justin has only played like a first-round pick for only a certain amount of games. So, no. Somebody is going to have to be like, yo, hey, Atlanta talked about offering a third and a fifth and another pick in 2025. 
What y'all talking about? Hey, yo. I ain't talking about offering. Eh, fuck Atlanta, man. But we, we need them. Ah, man, we'll give y'all a second and a fourth this year. And a, mm-hmm. and a third next year. Hey, Atlanta, y'all hear that shit? Ah, man. That's what's going to have to happen. You're going to have to make two teams bid against each other. Which possibly could happen because Justin Fields is a quality talent. And I think Justin Fields still has what it takes to be a star. Mm-hmm. Just so happens that if Caleb Williams was the was in this year's draft, Caleb Williams would have been the number one pick. If Caleb Williams would have came out in the year that Justin came out, he probably would have been the number one pick. So what do you do there? And I love Justin. Justin Fields, if you're watching, which I know you're not, I think you're going to be a hell of a player. Just not with the Chicago Bears. You're going to be in Atlanta or Tampa Bay, New England could use you, you know, the Giants. You're going to be somewhere. And you're going to get around the right coach, the right offensive staff, and they're going to they're going to bring something out of you, Pauls, that is going to make you a high-quality starter in this in this league. It's just not going to be here. Okay. We're going to get Caleb Williams, or we're going to get Drake May, and we're going to fuck it up. They ruin him, too, huh? <laughs> we have the distinction of ruining the second pick in the NFL draft and the 11th pick. In the draft. And DG, Washington, I don't think is in the cards, even though it was rumors that was out there based off of what I heard from Washington. Um, They hope. Banks still got Washington ties, I see. They hope. It's funny I'm saying this, but a lot of people are high on these quarterbacks. I'm just not sure. But they don't mind a Michael Penix Jr. or Bo Nix. In Washington, they don't mind them two at all. So, whoever Justin goes to next year is going to be their long-term quarterback. Um, and no, they don't like how <laughs> Ron Rivera likes how. Oh, and Ron Rivera ownership and Ron Rivera might not be there next year. So, hey, hey, ownership, and them like ah. <laughs> we, we like you, buddy. Oh, fuck is this shit, man? <laughs> Oh my God. What was y'all doing this in this establishment <laughs> before we got here? Who the fuck is this shit? Yeah, they ain't about to tear some shit down, fam. They they about to get rid of the stench that Daniel Snyder gave. All right, so, nah, you know, if, if they around in the top 10, when you got like some of these other quarterbacks, don't be surprised if like a Penix, a Bo Nix, a Shador, even though I don't think Shador coming out, but a Shador, like, don't be surprised if this could be a very, this could be a very attractive QB draft. Let me just say this. Like, remember that year, even though everybody didn't work out, I think it was that year, like, when Donovan, it was like Donovan McNabb, Cole Pepper, Cade McNown. It was like five quarterbacks that was drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Next year, it could be like that. Like, yeah. you got... 
You got Williams, you got May, you got Penix, you got Nix. That's four right there. J.J. McCarthy of the Michigan Wolverines is getting some love, too. That's five right there. If Shadur Sanders comes out, that's six right there. And I think out of out of the out of that second tier of quarterbacks, and G, DG just said it, I like Penix. I think dude is good. He just got to go to the right team. So don't be surprised if that team is in Landover, Maryland. Do you believe um, the Do you believe the rumors about Jim Harbaugh keeping an eye on the Bears job? Yeah, but Jim, look, I believe the rumors that Jim Harbaugh. He got too many ties to the goddamn Chicago Bears still. Anyway, okay. all right. You got too many ties. Here's the thing, though. The Bears job can be open in the San Diego Chargers, or excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers job could be open. So let's look at the jobs, shall we? Lovely weather in L.A. Not so lovely weather in Chicago. We snowing in October. (laughs) Quarterback situation. You can draft... One of those two, Caleb Williams or Drake May. Or, you or can just inherit right there. Herbo. Just, just inherit this man. Yeah. You can you can work some things out on the defense, but you got, you know, Derwin James over there. Yeah. You got, you know, Khalil Mack that's over there. Yeah. You can work some things out on that defense. Who the Bears got? Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. And Montez Sweat, no. I guess you could say that's even. Well, I should have put it that way. <laughs> I guess you never could say mind. That's even. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He keep an eye on it, but you don't really see it happening right. realistically. Yeah, you got to go up against. You want to. You want to square up against Patrick Mahomes, the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Russell Wilson. Or you go to the NFC North where you got to go up against, you know, the Minnesota Vikings, who is probably in full rebuild mode. The Green Bay Packers, who's in full rebuild mode. And then you got the Detroit Lions. Ah, Probably an easier rebuild in Chicago than it is in San Diego. But, again, you walk into a ready-made team that should be competing for the playoffs. Boy, you go to that team, you, you got to build up. You're probably going to have more control in L.A. than you do in Chicago. If both of those jobs are open, I'm going to L.A. Let me just say this now. If I'm Jim Harbaugh and somebody says the Bears job open and the L.A. Chargers job open, I'm going to L.A. Fuck is you talking about? Easy. I'm a West Coast person too. I coached the San Diego team, University of San Diego. I coached Stanford. I coached San Francisco. Nigga, I'm going to LA. I'm not going to Chicago. I got to deal with the McCaskies and shit. You got Ryan Poles who don't like second round picks. Bunk Warren, he's just trying to get this stadium and that's it. I'm going to need some type of control. Because I was the CEO of the Michigan Wolverines. I'm going to L.A. I'm going to L.A. That's it. But if the if the L.A. job is not open, hey, bear down. 
from here with a you know, rich team, a team rich with legacy. And I was the former quarterback here. And I, I love my time here in Chicago. And I, I can't wait to make them a winner. But then let's let's see if you know if you are. It's funny too. It's funny when you think about this. When we, when you talk about the Bears and and Jim Harbaugh, uh-huh. because your quarterback is from Ohio State. <laughs> if, if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I know Justin Fields. I know him. I know what he's capable of. So if I'm Jim Harbaugh, do I look at Justin Fields and be like, oh, no, nah, he ain't need, he don't need fixing? I got it. I've seen this kid play. I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Or do you go, yeah, I've seen him. I want Caleb Williams or Drake May. Very interesting if you're Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And then being that you're from Michigan, you don't like Ohio State. Yo, get this Buckeyes, buddy ass out of here, fam. Fuck. Justin, bitch, <laughs> from that other team. Imagine that the former head coach of Michigan comes to Chicago and gets the Ohio State kid the fuck up out of here. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be funny. So, but yeah, man, we'll see, man. But oh, man, a lot of a lot of a lot of unanswered questions for your franchise. Still, so yeah, I know it's rough being a Bears fan right now, but y'all have my prayers. Yeah, it's rough. My prayers. Bears go up against. <laughs> hey man, hey, Taysom Hill, two touchdowns. Book it. Book it on FanDuel. Two touchdowns from Taysom Hill. I keep an eye on that. <clears throat> I keep an eye on that. We, we're gonna see Jameis Winston in this game and mop up duty. <laughs> Damn. There was a rumor circulating around um, that Jameis Winston was possibly going to get traded to Minnesota, but it didn't go through. So, yeah. But Jameis Winston was definitely um, the talk. They, they traded for Joshua Dobbs. My boy Jameis can't catch a break. He can't catch a break. But man. he enjoyed being a backup, and I like the spirit that he has. You know, hey, man, Jameis Winston's going to be a hell of a head coach someday. Yeah. Let, let me just say this. I, agree. I think Jameis Winston. His his career is going to be in head coaching. He's going to be a hell of a head coach in college one day. Not going to work in the pros. But in college, like, this nigga going to take, like, some small-ass university and kill, then go to another mid-level joint, kill, and he going to be at, you know, a power two conference because by the time he gets that, you know what I'm saying, it'll be like a power two, yeah. and then – from there, yeah, man, it's gonna be lit. So, and and, and they're gonna be talking about all the stuff that he did and in, in, in the pros, you no know, eating the W and all that shit, and all that stuff. So, yeah, man, shouts out to him. Um, all right, man, moving on. Actually, standing in NFL, man. Um, I applaud you, Mike. I just want to let you know I applaud you. What happened? What I do? Because you told niggas. What it was, fam. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, man. AJ Brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Eagles, best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have um watching watching football on Sunday. I'm, I'm you know red zone and all of that shit like that. And I'm I've seen what AJ's been doing all year. But AJ made a catch of Sunday 
against the Commanders, um, one hander in the end zone for a touchdown by the by the uh, by the pylon with one hand, and I said, "That's it." I've I've seen everything this nigga been doing all year, and um, yeah, AJ Brown different, bro. And I and I solidified it. I stamped it right then and there, and I said he is the best wide receiver currently right now in the NFL. That's I'm standing on that shit, and uh, that's just what it is, you know. And a lot of people jumped in the comments and everything like that, and give their their takes and uh, disagreements and everything like that, and that's all cool. Um, the only person I agree with that possibly can have a one up on him is Tyreek Hill, and that's it. So Tyreek Hill could possibly be, if you want to say Tyreek Hill, I'm all for that. Tyreek Hill is putting up crazy numbers like he said he was going to do to the beginning of the season. Tyreek might possibly have 2,000 yards receiving. It's very doable right now. He's well on pace. So if you got Tyreek Hill up there as your top receiver, go ahead and do that. But I'm taking A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown out there, you know what I'm saying, breaking Megatron numbers. 150. Six games in a row, bro. Come on, man. Come on, man. And doing it in style. I ain't talking about like just just getting open. The man is out here literally making crazy catches, fam. So that's why I got him up there, man. But you know, hey, shout out to all the wide receivers out there doing their thing right now. But I got AJ as the guy right now, man. And the Cowboys, we got our hands full coming up this week. With AJ Brown. Oh, <laughs> it is Eagles Cowboys week. Eagles Cowboys, man. Shout out to my boy. We saw. I gotta send. We saw a little, a little text, man. Not even on yeah, no trash do. talking shit. I just need to check on him, Joe, because I ain't heard from him. I asked about him on the pod, uh, what last week or a couple weeks ago, and I, you know, he been. We saw off the grid right now. You said he was Damn. dealing with some family stuff, so I mean, yeah, he back. He back in Atlanta now. Okay, all right. I'm gonna have to send him a little text, yeah, man. So you go and reach uh, out I'll check back in, to check him. Check in with him and see where he yeah. at. So man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got AJ coming up, man. I don't know how that's gonna look for our secondary, man. So we just gonna have to. Hopefully, we can contain him enough where we could be able to keep ourselves in the game. But AJ Brown is my number one receiver right there, man. And I'm standing on that shit, yo. I gotta stand on it. What you think? Um, man? you agree? I... Now we about mid season. Close to midseason, where we at as far as like the wide receivers? Who you got is because wide receiver is always a good conversation. Who's the top wide receivers in the game right now? You got guys like Jamar. Obviously, you got Justin Jefferson who's on IR right now, so I can't really consider him a top guy. Jamar and the Bengals, they're finally like catching their stride. So, you know, it's still to be determined where we are with Jamar Chase. But and then you got um you could talk Stephon Diggs, but you know him and you know it's that's off and on up there in Buffalo. But the two guys that's really out there doing it is Tyreek and AJ. But where are you at? With so him? my favorite wide receiver in the NFL is Jamar Chase. Okay, let me just say that now. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. The best. I don't. Is it wrong for me to say that I don't consider Tyreek Hill? A wide receiver. I I mean I I I know exactly where you're going with it. I I know exactly where you're going with that. And I think he's <laughs> let more. me hear your take on it. Let me hear your take on it. Then I uh, then let me see if I can actually Bruh, agree. Because uh, he plays the position so differently. G. Like he the, played, the normal wide receiver. It's, 
It's not even that he plays it differently. I think that, because I don't want to sound disrespectful because, you know, some players be sensitive. But I think just saying Tyreek Hill, wide receiver, is disrespectful to Tyreek Hill because he's so more, so much more than a wide receiver. He is a weapon. Yeah. If you could just make a a position that just says weapon. He kind of like a Debo, but like four times better than Debo. Because <laughs> you know how like yeah. the 49ers utilize Debo? That's kind of like how the Dolphins utilize Tyreek. But it's just like Tyreek Hill. Way better. Tyreek Hill, the best way of putting this for me, Tyreek Hill is like playing the game of Tecmo Bowl. And what I mean by that is, is if you play Tecmo Bowl like I've played Tecmo Bowl, you just throw that motherfucker up and it's rainbow. Tyreek Hill just got to run. Hike and just run straight. And rarely is he's going to miss. You get him on a slant and he could take that joint from the one to the end zone with ease. The man is the fastest player in the NFL. And I don't know if it's close or not. And when you look at his jack and everything, it just, look, just get mm-hmm. that man the ball and he going to make magic with it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think he's so much more than a wide receiver. So much so that I believe that because he is – I let me go on record as saying this. I think because we call Tyreek Hill a wide receiver, that's the reason why he won't win MVP. Tyreek Hill, to me, is the front runner for MVP. Okay. But they won't give it to a wide receiver. They'll give him offensive player of the year. Right. It won't be a situation where Tyreek Hill wins MVP, A.J. Brown wins Offensive Player of the Year. Because they more so got Tua as an MVP candidate than Tyreek Hill. Right. Tua will win MVP instead of Tyreek Hill. And that is because he's a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. If you just flat out say that this man is a weapon, and you see what he's doing, it sounds better because it sounds better. You could put him in the MVP conversation. I mean, how and not much feel weird? How much more does an offensive player have to do? An offensive player, not the quarterback, has to do to be considered for an MVP, bro. Like I don't know, but I think it's the <laughs> dumbest shit. Like if you're watching, you're watching the game and you see what Tyreek Hill is out there doing right now. How do you not? say how can you not fix your lips to say this guy is an mvp how could you not the mvp how can you not this say is that? Dumb. This like is what dumb. does the offensive player have to do to be considered for an mvp award what more do you th- what know. can you do it's crazy to hold me. on hold on i gotta type this like i think like a tyreek hill 
shit, uh, AJ Brown, these guys should be in consideration for the MVP award. Both of those guys. Along yeah. with some of these great quarterbacks. Shit, even, even, even some of the defensive players. Like, you can throw these defensive players' names in the ring, bro. They had in the ring for MVP award, bro. I, I feel like the MVP award has to be, you know, stretched out as far as, like, you know, picking where we could, like, nominate these guys, even if they don't end up winning. But to just shine more light on the offensive players and the defensive it's, players who are out there making MVP It's the plays. press. Mike, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It's the press. Yeah. That's what it is. It is nothing but the press. The press is the reason why players like Tyreek Hill won't win MVP. It's, it is so easy for Tyreek Hill with what he's doing right now to be your NFL MVP. In eight games, this man has over 1,000 yards. The only time that I've seen that is in Atlanta. I mean, not Atlanta, excuse me. I'm looking at this one I'm talking, but on Madden. <laughs> That's like, you play Madden, right? Yeah. And when you play Madden, you find your favorite wide receiver, and then you just throw them the ball. And then it's like eight games in, and this person is like, you know, you know, got 20 catches, but he got a thousand and so yards because you just find a way to get this man the ball. That's what Tyreek Hill is. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what he is. He is a walking game of men. He's a walking game of Tech Mobile. He's a walking game of any NF- football NF- game. NFL Blitz. Yeah, NFL Blitz, NFL 2K. That's what Tyreek Hill is. Yeah. You just let him outrun your cornerback. And that's it. I got a fantasy battle for y'all, too. Uh, Mike, are you old enough uh, to remember when the NFL, like, before the preseason game, they had, like, all of the, like, the, like, the games. They had the quarterback competition. They had the stuff for the linemen. They had the weightlifting before like, the before the the game, the like the game? week, like the, the the day before the Pro Bowl. Oh, you know, before the have, Pro Bowl. Okay. Yeah, you have had all of these games and stuff. I remember Larry Allen like bench pressing, bench 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 pressing, bench pressing um, two twenty five like fifty times and shit. He was. Just... I now, can't say that I remember. No. Man, well. When that was going on, right, when that was going on, the NFL had, you know, what they they, they were doing, the, 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 the NFL fastest man. Yeah. So the last, the last event would be the race to see who was the NFL's fastest man. And Daryl Green of the Washington Redskins at the time, Mm-hmm. would always win the NFL fastest man competition. I want to see prime Daryl Green <laughs> line up against prime Tyreek Hill and see what happens. Mm-hmm. 
I wish we could make that happen. Only way we can make that happen is Madden. Because Daryl Green was always and forever winning the fastest man battle. It didn't matter who was on that track. Daryl Green was coming out on top. Uh-huh. It's the same thing with Tyreek Hill, though. I want to see them two. And, and, and Daryl Green is a Hall of Fame cornerback. So y'all youngins don't that don't know about Daryl Green, the man was fast, but the man can cover. <clears throat> How we speak about Deion Sanders, if you ask Deion Sanders who was some of the great cornerbacks, not named Deion Sanders, he gonna name Rod Woodson, he gonna name Daryl Green. The boy was cold, and he was fast as lightning. So I would love to see those two. But to answer your question, who I believe is the best wide receiver is is A.J. Brown. And it's mainly because I don't consider consider Tyreek Hill a wide receiver. He's much more than that. He's a weapon. You just put the ball in his hands, and he's going to do something with it. That's the only reason why. And, again, I think that just calling him a wide receiver is doing him a disservice. Um, And – he should be like when the league, the season is over with. That man got over 2,000 passing yards. Or got to, yards. Got if Tyreek Hill has over 2,000 receiving yards and he don't win MVP, fuck the MVP award. <laughs> I agree. Them niggas say, yo, Tua Tungavalova. Tua Tungavaloa. Did I, okay, it's pretty. It's, 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 it's kind of easy to say now, you know. Tua Tonga Valoa, Tonga Valoa. Okay, Tonga Valoa. Yep, there you go. If he win MVP, fan, fuck that award. Tyreek, Tyreek's award. It is Tyreek Hill's award. If that man get two thousand receiving yards, I agree. And no way in hell, but AJ Brown is the best receiver. Wide receiver in the NFL, you know. So that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. There you go. I don't want nobody getting mad at me, like they was getting mad at you. Yeah, you know, I've done so well at picking my battles, though. Proud of you, Mike. Yeah, I picked my battles so well, fam. Like, and I've used my words differently now. I used to, man, dang, I thank you, fam. Doing this podcast with you has has just has made me so much mature when it comes to arguing with people on the internet. And I've seen you get out of character a couple times the past year or so, but it happens. Sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But having this platform and just, you know, just realizing like, hey, man, like when you know your opinion, you just got to stand on it, fam. Stand on that That's shit. Pick and choose how you want to debate and argue with whoever you're going to argue with and just stand on it. You know That's what I'm saying? That's it, man. Look, okay. Mike, I, it's okay to have – it's okay to uh, agree agree or disagree with me. We have to learn that. Yeah, y'all folks <laughs> – yeah, Mike is right, man. Y'all folks got to do a way better job at uh, agreeing to disagree, fam. Yeah. Like, Mike said, Mike said that he felt that dude was the best in the NFL. You 
all you had to say was, oh, man, I, I, I'm an A.J. Brown guy myself. Oh, okay, cool. That's it. That's oh, it. okay, cool. What? Fellas, what happened? To, all right, okay, that's cool. Mike, say it with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, right, cool. that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's what's up. That's it. That's all y'all got to say? Oh, okay. <laughs> Why y'all don't... <clears throat> But it's why all y'all good. don't want to say? Why Why y'all don't want to say, oh, all right, that's cool. It was the same thing when I posted the Drake. Hey, right. that was his worst album. Oh, that's cool. It ain't cool. <laughs> Niggas be ready to fight you for your opinion. Oh, sorry, yeah. And a long, long time ago, I probably used to be that guy. <laughs> I was that guy a long, long time ago. Uh-huh. But I've matured now. And I understand, man. and I and I understand that opinions are different. You have your opinion because of how you feel. I have my opinion because of how I feel, and it's okay for us to have different opinions, respectfully. I, I, that's cool. That's cool, bro. It's all good. That's it. That's it. <laughs> all right, man. Let's slide over to the NBA, talking about ch ch changes. Um, we finally had a trade that we've been expecting from the league for quite some time james harden darn it i had my prediction was he was going he technically did start the season as a philadelphia 76 so he just didn't suit up technically yes technically Technically. started the season and you know there were reports coming out that yeah he was they were about to get him in the mix that nick nurse was getting him ready you know he was out there on the bench with them against uh toronto and he was like, they had him getting ready to go, and all of a sudden, boom, he's gone. You knew when I knew PJ Tucker was getting in, <laughs> getting him in the trade with him too. When they showed them on the sidelines, the they was, was laughing with each other. The niggas was laughing and shit. I was like, oh yeah, they trade PJ Tucker too. And <laughs> we out of here, cuz they over there. We going to LA. We going to LA, Jack. I see you on the West Coast. Yeah, I, I knew PJ Tucker was going to be involved in that trade when I saw them. Gallivanting going to sidelines. Like, ah, that's crazy. Think TJ going with him. I mean, TJ. I think PJ, PJ going with him, too. PJ gone. PJ know it. They, they having yeah. a good we, 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 we had a good time here in Philadelphia. Now it's time to go over to LA. It's like Rocky. It's like Rocky. It's like, hey, yo, you know, you know, you know, Philly, Philly is always my home. But, you know, hey, oh, hey, LA calling. So now we have a team. That presently constructed, the L.A. Clippers are the favorite to win the 2012 NBA championship. You got Kawhi Leonard. You got um, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, and James Harden on one team. I got a headache thinking about this. You know, like this is it's so much to. Man, it's just, it's just a lot, man. This is a lot, okay? It's a lot. This is a lot for me, man. Like, I, James Harden got his wish. He got traded. Prefer, the, the preference that he had was to the Clippers. Um, And I, my opinion on this is that, I mean, it's cool for Philly. Philly got accommodated for it. And they got draft picks. Pretty much. I mean, you got a Batoon and you got Batoon who said this is going to be his last season. Yeah, um, you trade that he's, man on his, his, and his he's, last he's, year, fam. And, um, and, right. And then you got Marcus Morris, who's 
washed. He's washed. Um, oh. I think he's washed. He, it's like his brother. They both washed. I mean, I think their good days are behind them. <laughs> so, and then you got some draft picks, which I think nine times out of ten, they're going to probably hold on to those draft picks by the trade deadline. And they're going to use those to get, obviously, they probably, Zach Levine's name is still being thrown in the air. I see OG Anobi's name uh, for Toronto. His name's being thrown in the air for possible trade destinations to Philly. Um, so I think they're going to use those draft picks as collateral at the trade deadline um, in February. So I don't think they're going to actually use those. I think this is just like a short-term game right here for Philly to for a bigger pitcher, a big a big trade at the at the deadline. So as far as Philly's concerned, DeMar I think DeRozan. they're going to roll with possibly. I think, but Demar has expressed that he would like to spend the rest of his career in Chicago, but they obviously right now they're not on the same terms. But they want to. But he also want to see where these boys go. Right. Exactly. So Demar Derozan won't be a bull by the All Star break. Oh, that's your take right there. You that's a that's a uh, take. Yeah. Demar Derozan ain't. He will not be spending the entire year with the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I think I'm with but I so so with Philly I think Philly's gonna make a uh they're gonna make a big splash at the trade deadline they're gonna acquire somebody with those draft picks. Oh, as far as the Clippers are concerned, let's talk about the team at hand. Um, you got uh, Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook on the floor at the same time. How is this gonna play? I don't know. I said it before the trade happened that the Clippers didn't need a James Harden. I felt like they had something intact that they could that they're gonna build off of from last year with Russell Westbrook being traded over there. Well, um, not being traded, but uh, being acquired by the Clippers last year because he was a free agent, and uh, they went into the postseason. And um, you know, did they did they did the Clippers win a series in the I postseason think last year? They did. Did they won in the first round? But, um, yeah, but I think that was something that they was going to be able to build off of and they could play a full season together. You got Russell Westbrook who could handle the ball and, you know, be able to be in a position where, like, he's going to be the, the focal point of the offense where he, could just, where he can just distribute to Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and he doesn't have to, you know what I'm saying, force himself to try to go out there and score. He could just let Kawhi and Paul George handle it. Now you got a James Harden who – it's pretty much a similar player to Russell Westbrook where to, when it comes to needing the ball in their hands to, mm-hmm. you know, run the offense. So what do you do here? Do you send Russell Westbrook to to, to the bench? Six man? Does James Harden come off the bench? Like, what is, what is this? How does this starting lineup work with this? I don't know, bro. It just seems like a big pile of shit mashed up. And I'm not sure how this plays, bro. All of this I to beat you. Denver. All like of this, said, man, if, all of this to beat Jokic, who don't even care about basketball. Yo, Jokic might be the most non-giving a fuckers NBA I I, champion look, of all time. Listen to me, fam. Listen to me. This man they got two triple doubles in a row, bro. I watch Jokic now, and I look at him and I say, "Look at this motherfucker, breaking records, winning championships. He could give two shits about basketball. This man don't man, care oh. about this. He just out here." It's crazy. It's crazy. And that's what makes that's what makes this even more embarrassing. 
We're doing all of like this damn. to beat this man. And this he man don't, don't even care. Don't fuck. You know, okay. He's just like, all right. Oh, my God. Look at these horses. Like, that's yeah. all. Go look at these horses. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how James Harden's going to fit. If you listen to the tea leaves, James Harden wants to get back to being a scorer. But you look at this trade, though. That's why he wanted to go to Houston. Back He's to a facilitator. Houston. Right. That's why he wanted to go back to Houston. Yeah. But you go here, well, outside of going to Onyx. Um, <laughs> but if you if you look at this trade to L.A., He's a facilitator again. He leads the league in assists. Because he's not about to be out here trying to take more shots than Ka- uh, Kawhi or mm-hmm. Paul George. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm. I don't know. That's it's... what I'm saying. It's, it's weird. This is a weird scenario right here. Because honestly, I don't see. I, I can't see Russell Westbrook and James Harden as your backcourt. I can't yeah, see I, it. It's it's so I can't see it, fam. I can't see it. Like so many unanswered questions here now. This this puts yeah, this team in a totally different light to me. Like I had the Clippers coming out the West. Now I don't, because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. This is one I'll... of those trades. Like you Be- really, I don't know. Like. I just feel like Kawhi gonna steal off somebody <laughs> and practice. You gonna get what you paid for, Clippers. This is we know who James Harden was. And Russell <laughs> Wilson has not been playing bad to start Westbrook. the season. Yeah. Took me. What's Westbrook? Mm-hmm. He's not been playing bad to start the season. So what we gonna have? Russ at the one, James at the two, Paul at the three. Kawhi at the four. Zubac at Zubic five. at the five. Now, I love, their, I love their bench, though. The bench, you got Bones Highland. You got Norman Powell. You're going to have Terrence Mann coming back because I think he hasn't played yet. Um, I think he had a sprained ankle. And um, what else is on that bench? They got a – and then – yeah, but those are the three main pieces right there coming off the bench. So man. they the bitches there, bro. But you got this mashup of on paper. Yes, DG on paper, it looks very great. But uh, you have this mashup of superstars in a star lineup. Jesus, crazy, Mike. I disagree. On paper, this don't look well. On paper, on paper, it only looks great. It only looks great on paper mm-hmm. because of the names. That's why I look great on paper. It look great on paper because when you look at the paper, you're like, oh, shit. James Harden, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, this is the dream on 2K. Oh, man, this is lit. But these are one of those on paper things that I disqualify. Mm-hmm. And I disqualify it because them the popular niggas. Of course it's going to look good on paper. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Let's think about Proviso East for a second. Why you got to bring my school into this? I went there too, Mike. Uh, <laughs> you did, man. You did. I, I went there for junior year. All right, go ahead. That's for junior year. You wasn't in the I, trenches with us. I was not, though. I was not. <laughs> but proceed. I was not. Uh, what was my English teacher name? Miss Lewicki or some shit like that? The old white lady. <laughs> she used to be mad at me. Talking all through English period. Seven, mm-hmm. seven period English class. Side the point, though, Mike. We're going to take it. We're going to take it back to East, fam. Okay. Or 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 any school USA. Now, I was talking about this. I was talking to myself earlier today. And I said to myself, damn, the popular niggas be the dumbest niggas sometimes. What I mean by that is we all got about four niggas who went to school only to talk about people. Mm-hmm. They they went to school for lunch, and they were popular because they used to clown niggas. And then you realize these niggas dumb as hell. You realize they getting all Fs. You realize like they Iowa test scores is huff. You realize all of those things. That could very well be the Clippers. Mm-hmm. That's that's what on paper means. <laughs> on paper is, hey man, this dude popular as hell. Then you find out why he popular. Oh, he just be talking about niggas doing lunch. What them grades look like? Mm-hmm. Ah, this nigga does. <clears throat> so you, you popular for talking about niggas. Mm-hmm. That's what the Clippers could very well be. That's what on paper means to me. Okay. On paper, John John is popular and could be prom king but then gets disqualified because your school don't want no dumb niggas as your prom king. That's what on paper means to me. You look at the paper like, oh, shit. These niggas was popping in 2012, but it's 2023 now. The Clippers are living off Everything that you don't want to, but you got to hold on to it when your life is whack. Mm-hmm. They're living off. Kawhi's living off LeBron James only scoring like 26 a game in the finals. And the Toronto joint. Paul George is living off his amazing career in India in Indiana. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Russell Westbrook is living off triple-double life. And James Harden is living off strip club life in Houston. That's what they living off of, Mike. Uh Let's be real. All of them are living off stuff that happened in the past. I said on this show, and I think I was the First person that questioned Kawhi Leonard superstar. Mm-hmm. The <clears throat> first person that questioned it. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all sure? Because since that Toronto series, Kawhi been funny in the light. Mm-hmm. 
Is he a very good player? Yeah, but superstar? Y'all niggas ain't buying new balances to hoop. I was the first person that questioned that. And all of y'all was like, oh, y'all, you tripping, bang. You tripping, bang. Y'all tell me when the last time Kawhi Leonard was relevant. Oh, man. <clears throat> tell me. Was the last year he was relevant was the year he won the championship in Toronto? Yep. Yep. I agree with that. What year was that, Mike? 19? 2019? I believe so. Last time this man was relevant was 2019. Oh, let's go to Paul George. Last time Paul George was relevant is when he got the three shot <laughs> over him by Damian Lillard. Damn, that was in OKC. That was when he was on OKC. So he has not been. Yo, you are absolutely correct here, buddy. <laughs> The whole and Paul then, George, Kawhi Litter thing to the Clippers, they have not been relevant basketball they, players. They went. We got excited. <laughs> the bubble happened. They flunked. They've yeah, been yeah, yeah. off injured ever since. I'm not dissing them. I'm talking about <laughs> future Hall of Famers. But when y'all say on paper, I need y'all to understand what y'all saying, what on paper is. On paper <clears throat> is niggas living off shit that happened five, six years ago. Since that title, Kawhi Leonard has been oft injured still. And Paul George was supposed to help him in not having to play as much so he can last through the playoffs. They both ain't been doing it. Uh -huh. Russ. Rustin went from OKC to what? Houston to LA to LA. Wait, who you say? Are you talking about Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Russell Westbrook then went from Houston to Washington to LA yeah, I to LA. About Washington. And he played Houston, and, he, and he was a Washington. dog in Washington. Yeah, you but but he ain't been relevant. Since uh, OKC. Yeah. Then we get James Harden. 40 points in that game that helped them win the 76ers, but then he was nowhere to be found in the, the final game. Final games. A couple games. Final games. You got four dudes. That on paper, because you see the name Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, your expectation is, oh, man, they're going to kill. Then you start looking at the last couple of years of those four players, and you go, man, on paper, they should. <laughs> and and there's nothing I don't want it to seem like I'm dissing anybody to use the on paper term. All I'm just saying is, is when you say that, you should give yourself context. Because on paper, Zion Williamson should have been in the MVP already. 
we just be hoping buddy ass don't get hurt. That's all we hope. On for paper, right, now. right? On paper, Victor Wimbenyana should be off. Uh, should be MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. He still play for the Spurs. On paper, you would think Victor Wimbenyana and Greg Popovich. I'm probably butchering this nigga last name. Um, <laughs> Victor Wimbenyama. Yeah. It's Yama? Wimben Yama. Yama. I thought it was an N and not an M. Wimben Yana. Yana. No, no. It's Victor Wimben Yama. Yama with an M. Okay, Yama. (laughs) The heck of DG with the fucking. It's Y-A-M. His his last name ends with Y-A-M-A. Victor Wimben. That was an N. My bad, Victor. When Yama, Wimbenyama. Victor Wimbenyama, mm-hmm. Yama, <laughs> Yama, <laughs> um, make sure I say that right. On paper, you think him getting with Greg Popovich is like, oh man, Spurs about to win five out of the next 10 championships because he had David Robinson and Tim Duncan. You already know, you know, they're going to find some. Some dudes from Argentina and France and find some former game bangers turned NBA stars and and just get a ragtag team and beat, you know, the the next LeBron. Mm-hmm. On paper, that happened years ago. That don't mean it's going to happen now. So when I look at the Clippers, I look at players who's really living off shit that happened four or five years ago. Uh-huh. Now y'all all together. Are y'all going to pull it together or y'all going to blame Zubac because y'all didn't win um, the division? The so we waiting. we waiting to see if four non-irrelevant players can come together and be relevant. This might be the most relevant they've been. This right here. Them being traded, them being this, this team being put together now makes them more relevant than they've been in the past four seasons. If you want to say Mike, that? Let me ask you this question. Does James Harden going to the Clippers make them better than the Denver Nuggets? No. No. Does it make them better than the Milwaukee Bucks? Nope. Does it make them better um, than the Boston Celtics? Nah. Does it make them better than the Los Angeles Lakers? Uh, possibly. I don't think the Lakers team is is that good. I to be if we if we being honest, this and could possibly said, make the, <laughs> And you said oh, possibly. It's possible. Then <laughs> then but yeah. The team that you don't think is good as advertised is <laughs> that's it's possible. Then I agree, GG. The Clippers were a better basketball team now, if, before the trade. G. If James Harden went to the Lakers, there we talking. Now we talking because LeBron James gonna look at dude and be like, "Hey, <laughs> not over here, fam. Yeah, you you want a <laughs> ring? Let's go get it. We ain't bullshitting over here. I'm tired." 
Whoa. Yeah. Need some help. Yeah. AD fail. He out. <laughs> what he out for? He fail. He fail. You know how long he that's fail. That's it. Two to three weeks. And minimum. I think that the Lakers should have made the call and said, we'll figure it out. But I think DG is right. <clears throat> Perp said, hey, man, the Lakers is a great team for James Harden. And nigga Lawrence Frank was like, oh, shit. Move my phone up. Hey. Hey, 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 That's going to be great. There, Hold on. Don't pick up that nigga phone call. Don't don't pick him up. Don't pick it up. We ain't give you Terrence Man. We gonna work this shit out. We gonna stay on the phone as long as you want. Cause I was watching NBA today and Perk said some shit about the Lakers. And I know he be talking to them niggas. Don't you, don't you, uh-uh, don't, we not, we not getting off the phone. Like, that's not, that, that was Lawrence Frank. We not getting off the phone. We going to make this happen. And then he going to be in the Staples Center. He's just going to be on that other locker room. <clears throat> but I really you know didn't. I don't think it, it wouldn't have, I don't really see it happening, though. And they just extended D'Angelo Russell, so. <laughs> well, that's the point. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell was gonna get traded on December fifteenth, my nigga. Like, <laughs> as, as soon as December fifteenth came, D'Angelo Russell ass was gonna be gone. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> is what it is on that one. But uh, the jury is I, out. The jury is out on the Clippers. So I'm, I'm not sure. So we'll see. Yeah, we we will see. Um. And you're right, man. I'm not. I'm not. You know, um, I'm not sure about that team. Yes. <clears throat> I'm not sure about that team, but to we'll be see. To be determined. To be determined. All right, man. Before we get out of here, man, I- I've already thrown out a couple of hot takes. You got any? Um, I feel like I said one throughout the show. I don't. Nah, I'm good. We straight, no high takes. Nah, whatever no it is, I takes. said whatever I said throughout this show. That's the take. <laughs> go, um, what you doing for Halloween? You about to go like Halloween? Yeah, bowling? Halloween? Bo- no, I'm not doing anything. Um, normally, I would be picking my daughter up from dance class, but they don't have dance today, so she's chilling. Nah, she didn't, not. and she hasn't really engaged in Halloween the past couple years. I think. She's- so you're not like going yeah. to wear mask and bowl? Nah, I ain't like, doing nothing. Nah, I'm a lion. nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we chilling, fam. We chilling on Halloween this year, man. Y'all yeah, watch some scary movies, fam. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the scary movies are always. What's your be. favorite scary movie of all time, Mike? Shit, man. Don't give it to me like that, huh? It's Halloween. Man. Halloween, huh? Uh, I mean, always Halloween one is a good one. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, um, which one? Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a one and two. I like one and two. I ain't gonna you like lie. two? Two was, two was good. I like two. Yeah. You, you, you're the first nigga. <laughs> Ever. Oh, man. I think I got to get Jay Moore on the line on that one because I think he fucked with two, too. And you know he's Nightmare on Elm Street. His shit. No, I thought <laughs> Jay Moore fucked with one and three. One and three. Did he say that? 
I like two. I like two. I like two. One, of course. One, of course. Yeah. The boy boy didn't want to tell the girl he was gay. Um, I ain't realize that shit when I got older. Yeah. I ain't realize that shit when I got older. I watched that shit a couple of years ago, and I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Buddy gay as hell. He don't want to tell a little girl he gay. (laughs) But favorite. She like him. She like him and shit. And he like, I'm about to go for Grady Crib. <laughs> what? Grady Kid, go get this guy. I'm gonna go for Grady Kid Crib. Freddie's trying to get me. Like, <laughs> damn, Coach was going to the BDSM joints. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he took that motherfucker. He took that motherfucker out of the BDSM joint and was like, Yo, you about to run some laps mm-hmm. when you finish? <laughs> that ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, man! So Freddie came through was like, "Nah, fam, you, know, uh, I got you." You know uh, what I'm saying? Uh, All right, but now nah, what? What would you got? You said Halloween one. You Halloween said Nightmare on Street one and two. Nightmare on Street. Um, I like the Scream. But you know what? Scream. Scream three is my favorite. Scream. Which one is Scream three? Scream three is the one. Um. Uh, when uh Sydney was uh missing and then they you know she came back out or whatever. That's the one when they was shooting the the stab three movies or whatever like that. And they oh, was like doing okay. the, re- yeah, I forgot. All the reimagining. Like to each other. I think it was the, the uh end up being the killer end up being like her long lost brother, <laughs> some shit like that. You know what I I'm saying? Watch some shits again. I'm yeah. a scream I'm a series. Nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Scream I'm series. I love Instagram. one through three. I like one oh. through three. I haven't really I gotten to the ones after three. Yeah, I, I like I don't re- I remember one and two. I don't remember three, four, five, and I watched six. I haven't watched I watched four. I haven't watched five or six. I remember um, four. I watched six. Was six was six was was kind of decent. The la- okay. the last one that was released, I think that's this number was, six. Yeah. But um, um but yeah, I'm more of a, I'm, I'm a I'm actually I'm a Michael Myers guy though. Like when it comes okay. to like the you know when it comes to the scary movies, I'm a I'm a Michael Myers guy. Like so stab niggas, I feel you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm a Nightmare on Elm Street guy. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is my favorite scary movie of all time. I watch that shit like it's a comedy. It don't scare me at all like it did when I was younger. I don't <laughs> like the Saw movies and like Hostel. I never liked Saw. Nah, I'm straight. Like, I went to the movies shit, and saw a Saw movie and I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? She's terrible. Saw, I watched Saw 3. <laughs> um, um, I got some ass. <laughs> it was like, yo, let's watch a movie before I have to go. No. Um, because I was driving to Milwaukee mm-hmm. in a snowstorm, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and I got it, and then I was like, why am I watching this shit? <laughs> With her, this movie is nasty. <laughs> Ugh. Like I and I did not watch no saws yeah. ever. Again, I've not watched Saw. Hostel, I watched once, and I was like, no, y'all white people crazy, fam. <laughs> Let me just say this, and this is white people. This is to y'all, and this is no disrespect to white people. I just want to say this. It's no disrespect, but I feel for y'all in scary movies, fam. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? You know how black people get mad about how movies stereotype them or they're tired mm-hmm. of slave movies? 
Like, yeah. hey, black people say, I'm tired of slave movies, and I'm tired of, like, hood movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. White people should be tired of scary movies because <laughs> white people get looked that crazy after scary movies, fam. Yeah. Like, for real. That's why Candyman is the only African-American um, horror villain that you can think of, but even his backstory is sad. Mm-hmm. Because he was messing with a white woman, and they was like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> they cut his hand off, put honey on him, threw beans on him, and burned yeah. him up. And yeah. now he tra- now he in the hood. Hey, so Joe. Hey, Paranormal, I swear to God, bro. Paranormal Activity. Uh, Paranormal Activity was decent. I thought the Paranormal Activity, I thought that was like real shit at first. When Man, I was like, first, first one? I was like, yo. First. This is legit happening. Like this is for the real. First, the first paranormal activity that shit I me watched up. with my ex, and one day I had got up and <laughs> just walked up in the room and just stared there looking at her. Yeah, and she was like, "Yo, what the fuck, fam? Mm-hmm. What are you doing?" Yeah, and I just stared there and looked at her for like three minutes. She's like, "All right, stop. Why right, you scared me now?" Yeah. Oh yeah, paranormal activity. Why? White people, yeah. I, white people, and she was white. I was dating a white girl at the time, and I did that shit. But you see, two minutes it took her like two, three minutes because black people ain't just gonna be standing over your bed staring at you. Mm-hmm. But scary movies, scary movies, white people should just be like, All right, we need new villains. Mm-hmm. How come we never seen no Mexican horror movie villain? Like who's the Mexican Freddy? I feel like we talked. I feel like we talked about this. Did we talk about this? I know we did. I want to bring this back up for Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like white people should really be like, I I'm tired of this scary movie shit. All of us ain't crazy and deranged. That's not all of us. Like again, let me say this one more time. See a white kid on a pic on a on a on a picnic table by himself, and you walking with your lady, and he just do this. And he look at you. You scared. You marked. Oh, yeah. shit. Baby, we about to die. <laughs> Let's go to church. <laughs> a black kid do that. I ain't yeah. got no change on me, fam. Like, <laughs> little Mike about to ask me for, I'm Shaquem Drummond. Like, that's the thought process you had because of scary movies. Yeah. So, white people, black folks are tired of slave movies. And you should be tired of scary movies. Because scary movies have you out here looking, looking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yep. But yet, you don't see no Hispanics. That's horror villains. Yeah. If so, I missed it. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get that one. It's just in Mexico, and we ain't seen the movie. Asians? <clears throat> the Ring? It was scary. But I ain't scared of y'all. Yeah. But look what Freddie did before he became like in the dreams. There ain't no black Freddie. Like you don't go to sleep and then it's a black dude that's sitting there with four knives on his head. Talk yeah. about some what up, fam? About to fuck you up, but watch this first. Like <laughs> you laugh like yeah. buddy, buddy, wow, see Freddie's footwork and this shit. That's why we got the footwork in Jason. 
Mm-hmm. We don't take none of them scary movie niggas seriously because we out here footworking. <laughs> we up here, pow, 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 pow. <clears throat> no, nah, man, white, again, white people boycott scary movies. Crazy. We gonna boycott slave movies and, and y'all, y'all boycott, boycott scary movies. I, I got, I got to go Wait a minute. White people ask for diversity in scary movies. <laughs> White people ask for diversity in scary like, look, don't like, have we don't have to be the ones looking crazy, y'all. Like, can we can we be the smart ones? Right? Can, can we, we be the can we be the smart characters in the in the, in the scary movie? Can the black people? Why we gotta be the killer? Why, why we gotta look crazy? Can, can we uh, can we have diversity? Let's let's like, can we have diversity? Let's let's fix this. We need diversity in scary movies. Crazy. Okay. But what you was about to say? Nah, we go. but uh, but uh, also um, Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I like Chainsaw Massacre. Nope, can't I do know. it. I know, bro. The I original know. can't no, do the it. Original was crazy. Uh, no, uh. what you call it? The remake one, the one with uh, with Jessica Biel, Justin Timberlake wife. That one was can't do it. Now the one they remade a couple of years ago that's on Netflix. Which one is, is hilarious. Is that the one with Jacob Lattimore? I haven't watched that one. Yes, the one with Jacob Lattimore. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't watched that one. Oh, my God. That the, shit was funny than the, the motherfucker. The last Jack. one I watched, the last remake one I watched was the one that had Trey Songs in it. Did you I, see I that, one? That, one. That, one was, that one? I didn't watch that one. That one was decent. That one was decent. But the one with Jacob Lattimore, <laughs> the Tainsaw Massacre with Jacob Lattimore, I'm going to tell you why that shit was so funny. Because this nigga, Leatherface, Walks up on the bus. And when I tell you he laid the waist, everybody, nobody thought to unlock the emergency in the back. He went and just was like, Z-Z-Z-Z. I was like, yo, y'all, this is funny, fam. Uh, and then some shit happened at the end that was funny too. But the Chainsaw Massacre. The original one? The OG one, I would never watch the that again. OG one? OG one is, is absolutely insane, bro. It's absolutely insane, crazy. Like, I would nope. never watch it. But I, I, I do enjoy the remake with, I think it came out in 2003. They had Jessica Biel in it, and um, I enjoyed that it, one. That, I enjoyed Mike, that one. But I feel you, though. I'm with you 100%. Mike, check Texas? I, I've Chainsaw seen a Massacre made me scared. <laughs> To drive through Texas. It's crazy. <laughs> Fam, I. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I will kill myself before Leatherface <laughs> grab me and put me on the hook. Because he fast. His fat ass is fast. See, that's the thing about Leatherface. Yeah. That fat motherfucker was a defensive lineman mm-hmm. in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. That nigga was 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 Warren Sapp like like no Leatherface is Aaron Donald. That's who Leatherface is. Leatherface could be a starting Hall of Fame defensive tackle in the NFL right now. He's Aaron Donald, fam. Aaron Donald prepares for the league with knives, fam. That's Leatherface. <laughs> nope, I will not watch it. 
I'll watch part two because Dennis Hop on that bitch. Latterface gonna get that bitch. Like that shit's funny. But the first one when he yanked up that white chick and mm-hmm. put on the goddamn hook, mm-hmm. and then you look and you saw bodies and skin. No. Uh-uh. I don't trust people in small towns because of Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre Jack. <laughs> oh, my God. You go God. to butcher spot, and there's some white dude. See, white guy. There's some white dude with a slumped iron shit. You're like, hey, what would you like, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just looking for a pop, fam. Oh, it pops over there. <laughs> and then you go open the damn case, and some white dude just yank your ass. You're like, ah! Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, fam. Nope. And then, and then, uh, and then I have, I give you one more, ch- and of course, child's play. Come on, bro. Who didn't love Chucky? Who didn't love Chucky? That shit was funny than the motherfucker even in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Who ain't love Chucky, bro? Chucky and Child's Play One is a classic, bro. You can never go wrong with Child's Play One at all. All right, so that boy, there you that go. Boy had a white dude on the south side, a little white boy on the south side. <laughs> But as I'm older now, bro, I don't really get into the scary movies no more, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm really like, I don't know, I'm a pussy. I'm squeamish. I'll be like, why? I'll be wanting to watch this. I'll be like, eh, eh. yeah, you. I'll be like, ah, I'm good. Never mind. No, I'm straight. I'm straight. Like a bro. Bone breaking shit like that. Yeah, this. they I'm like the, the the effects that they have in these movies nowadays, bro. Yeah, no, nah, I'm straight, nigga. Not for the kid. Not for the kids. Nigga, nigga, knee go in backwards and shit. I'm good. I'm, I'm straight, I'm good. But, I'm good. But yeah, y'all, <laughs> hey. But again, it's all white people. Y'all boycott. White people ask for diversity in scary movies. Don't have them out here looking, have y'all looking crazy in all these scary movies. Ask for some diversity, fam. Ask for a diverse cast with a person of color that is your horror villain. Because right now, it's hard going to a Halloween party with nothing but white people and not thinking that ain't one of y'all crazy. It's hard. Because of Scream. Mm-hmm. You know? That's because of Scream. <laughs> you go to a party, you see a motherfucker with ghost face, and you think you're getting it, then next thing you know, you got a knife in your back. You know, our horror movies... Yeah. Somebody help me with a Mariana. Marcus. <laughs> oh my God, man. <laughs> the blackening, you know. The blackening. It's funny, you know. I gotta check. I haven't watched that one yet. I gotta check it out. The though. the blackening, I love the blackening. The shit is funny as hell. The shit's All right, funny cool. as hell. Cool. But yeah, white people ask for diversity. All right, man. Go ahead and us off, man. Hey man, some dude pie, rate, like, subscribe. Y'all already know, man. We on YouTube. Uh, the what digital search that um, we on IG at some do pod, um, Twitter some do pod at JR Bang at Mike B underscore CHR Facebook group. We want to, f- we want to, hey, look, we sorry. The, the spam in the Facebook group is going crazy right now. Yeah, we, we are doing that. our, we are doing our best job at trying to monitor that. You know what I'm saying? But it's going crazy. I've seen it going on in other groups too. So it ain't just ours. People, Texting me screenshotting like, yo, Mike B, what is going on here? Like, is this some dude pod, some dude XXX? I'm like, <laughs> we working. I don't know. Y'all contact Mark Zuckerberg. Hit him up, bro. Find out what's going on. But Facebook group is still popping right now. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't worry. That's not us. We don't condone any of that on social media. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Some dude pod, the Facebook group. Make sure y'all get in there, invite people to join us and all this shit like that, man. And, um, 
yeah, man, we gone. Hey, hey remember, yeah. subscribe to Barber's Chair Network. Yeah. Because in December, <clears throat> they all getting uploaded there. We'll make sure we'll make sure we get that information out to everybody. No worries, no worries. Yo, 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 it's your girl Nate Kale. And this is some new podcast. We out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>